so this is varsham and today i am going to read uh, the first story of the series by rabindranath tagore so this story is called the kabuli wala written in 1892 uh, it is about uh, a brief about an afghan who basically was selling nuts and raisins dry fruits that is what a kabuli wala is called um So the history goes that Afghans migrated to India for business most of them being salesmen they were there prior to when the story was written in 1800s late 1800s and have continued to stay back with about 5000 still residing in the city of Kolkata where the story is based in Rabindranath Tagore is a Bengali from India uh and of course he's been a very famous writer known for his nobel prize in literature one of the first in the first indian to ever receive a nobel prize i came across the story as a kid when i was studying in school and it left a very deep impression for me um and hence i would love to start the series with a story um so here goes The Kamuli Wala by Rabindranath Tagore. My five-year-old daughter Minnie cannot live without chattering. I really believe that in all her life she has not wasted a minute in silence. Her mother is often vexed at this and would stop her prattle, but I would not. To see Minnie quiet is unnatural, and I cannot bear it for long. And so my own talk with her is always lively. One morning for instance when i was in the midst of the 17th chapter of my new novel my little mini stole into the room and putting her hand into mine said father ram dayal the doorkeeper calls a crow a crow he doesn't know anything does he before i could explain to her the differences of languages in this world she was embarked on the full tide of another subject what do you think father Bhola says there's an elephant in the clouds blowing water out of his trunk and that is why it rains and then darting off anew while i was still making ready some reply to this last saying father what relation is mother to you with a grave face i contrived to say go and play with bhola mini i'm busy the window of my room overlooks the road the child had seated herself at my feet near my table and was playing softly drumming her knees i was hard at work on my 17th chapter when pratap singh the hero had just got kanchan lata the heroine in his arms and was about to escape with her by the third story window of the castle when all of a sudden mini left her play and ran to the window crying a kabuli wala a kabuli wala Sure enough in the street below was a kabuli wala passing slowly along he wore the loose soiled clothing of his people with a tall turban there was a bag on his back and he carried boxes of grapes in his hand i cannot tell what were my daughter's feelings at the sight of this man but she began to call him loudly ah i thought he will come in and my 17th chapter will never be finished at which exact moment the kabuli wala turned and looked up at the child when she saw this overcome by terror she fled to her mother's protection and disappeared
She had a blind belief that inside the bag which the big man carried there were perhaps two or three other children like herself. The peddler meanwhile entered my doorway and greeted me with a smiling face. So precarious so precarious was the position of my hero and my heroine that my first impulse was to stop and buy something. Since the man had just been called I made some small purchase and a conversation began about Abdul Rahman the Russians the English and the frontier policy As he was about to leave he asked and where is the little girl sir and I thinking that Minnie must get rid of her false fear had her brought out She stood by my chair and looked at the kabuli wala and his bag he offered her nuts and raisins but she would not be tempted and only clung closer to me all her doubts increased this was their first meeting one morning however not many days later as i was leaving the house i was startled to find mini seated on a bench near the door laughing and talking with the great kabuli wala at her feet in all her life it appeared my small daughter had never found so patient a listener save her father and already the corner of her little sari was stuffed with almonds and raisins the gift of her visitor why did you give her those i said and taking out an eight anna bit i handed it to him the man accepted the money without demur and slipped it into his pocket alas on my return an hour later i found the unfortunate coin had made twice its own worth of trouble for the kabuli wala had given it to mini and her mother catching sight of the bright round object had pounced on the child with where did you get that etana bit the kabuli wala gave it to me said mini cheerfully the kabuli wala gave it to you cried her mother much shocked oh mini how could you take it from him i entering the moment at the moment saved her from the impending disaster and proceeded to make my own inquiries it was not the first or second time i found that the two had met the kabuli wala had overcome the child's first terror by a judicious bribery of nuts and almonds and the two were now great friends they had many quaint jokes which afforded them much a lot of amusement seated in front of him looking down on his gigantic frame in all her tiny dignity mini would ripple her face with laughter and begin oh kabuli wala kabuli wala what have you got in your bag and he would reply in the nasal accents of the mountaineer and elephant not much cause for merriment perhaps but how they both enjoyed the fun and for the for me the child's talk with the grown up man had always in it something strangely fascinating then the kabuli wala not to be manhandled would take his turn one little one when are you going to the father in law's house now most small bengali maidens have heard long ago about the father in law's house but we being a little new fangled had kept these things from our child 
and many at this question must have been a trifle bewildered but she would not show it and with ready tact replied are you going there amongst men of the kabuliwala's class however it is well known that the words father in law's house have a double meaning it is a euphemism for jail and the place where we are well cared for at no expense to ourselves in this sense would the sturdy peddler take my daughter's question ah he would say shaking his fist at an invisible policeman i will thrash my father in law hearing this and picturing the poor discomforted relative minnie would go off into peals of laughter in which her formidable friend would join these were autumn mornings the very time of the year when kings of old went forth to conquest and i never stirring from my little corner in calcutta would let my mind wander over the whole world at the very name of another country my heart would go out to it and at the sight of a foreigner in the streets i would fall to weaving a network of dreams the mountains the glens and the forests of his distant home with his cottage in its setting and the free and independent life of far away wilds perhaps the scenes of travel conjure themselves up before me and pass and repass in my imagination all the more vividly because i had led such a vegetable existence that a call to travel would fall upon me like a thunderbolt in the presence of this kabuliwala i was immediately transported to the foot of arid mountain peaks with narrow little defiles twisting in and out amongst the towering heights i could see the string of camels bearing the merchandise and the company of turbaned merchants carrying some of their queer old firearms and some of their spears journeying downwards towards the plains i could see but at some such point minnie's mother would interfere imploring me to be aware of that man minnie's mother is unfortunately a very timid lady whenever she hears a noise in the street or sees people coming towards the house she always jumps to the conclusion that they are either thieves or drunkards or snakes or tigers or malaria or cockroaches or caterpillars even after all these years of experience she is not able to overcome her terror so she was full of doubts about the kabuliwala and used to beg me to keep a watchful eye on him i tried to laugh her fear gently away but then she would turn around on me seriously and ask me solemn questions were children never kidnapped was it then not true that there was slavery in kabul was it so very absurd that this big man should be able to carry off a tiny child i urged that though not impossible it was highly improbable but this was not enough and her dread persisted as it was indefinite however it did not seem right to forbid the man the ha- the man the house and the intimacy went on unchecked 
वंस अ ईयर इन द मिडल ऑफ जनवरी रहमान द काबुली वाला वॉज इन द हैबिट ऑफ रिटर्निंग टू हिज कंट्री एंड एज अ टाइम अप्रोच ही वुड बी वेरी बिजी गोइंग फ्रॉम हाउस टू हाउस कलेक्टिंग हिज डेट्स दिस ईयर हाउ एवर ही कुड ऑलवेज फाइंड टाइम टू कम इन सी मीनिंग It would have seemed to an outsider that there was some conspiracy between the two. But when he could not come in the morning, he would appear in the evening. Even to me it was a little startling now and then in the corner of a dark room suddenly to su- to surprise this tall loose garmented much bebagged man. But when Minnie would run in smiling with her, "O oh, Kabuli wala, Kabuli wala," and the two friends so far apart in age would subside into their old laughter and their old jokes i felt reassured one morning a few days before he had made up his mind to go i was correcting my proof sheets in my study it was chilly weather through the window the rays of the sun touched my feet the slight warmth was very welcome it was almost 8 o'clock and the early pedestrians were returning home with their heads covered all at once i heard an uproar in the street and looking out saw rahman being led away bound between two policemen and behind them a crowd of curious boys there was there were blood stains on him, on the clothes of the kabuli wala and one of the policemen carried a knife hurrying out i stopped them and inquired what it all meant partly from one partly from another i gathered that a certain neighbor had owned owed the peddler something from for a rampuri shawl but had falsely denied having bought it and that in the course of the quarrel rahman had struck him struck him now in the heat of his excitement the prisoner began calling his enemy all sorts of names when suddenly in a veranda of my house appeared my little mini with her usual exclamation oh kabuli wala kabuli wala rahman's face light lit up as he turned to her he had no bag under his arm today so she could not discuss the elephant with him she at once therefore proceeded to the next question are you going to the father in law's house rahman laughed and said <laughs> just where i'm going little one then seeing that the reply did not amuse the child he held up his fettered hands oh he said i would not have thrashed that old father in law but my hands are bound on a charge of murderous assault rahman was sentenced to some years imprisonment time passed away and he was not remembered the accustomed work in the accustomed place was ours and the thought of the once free mountaineer spending his years in prison seldom or never occurred to us even my light-hearted mini i am ashamed to say forgot her old friend new companions filled her life as she grew older she spent most of her time with girls so much time indeed did she spend with them that she came no more as she used to to her father's room i was scarcely on speaking terms with her years had passed away it was once more autumn and we had made arrangements for our mini's marriage it was to take place during the puja holidays with durga returning to kailasa the light of our home 
also was to depart to her husband's house and leave her father's in the shadow the morning was bright after the rains there was a sense of ablution in the air and the sun rays looked like pure gold so bright were they that they gave a beautiful radiance even to the solid brick walls of our calcutta lanes since early dawn that day the wedding pipes had been sounding and at each beat my own heart throbbed the wail of the tune bhairavi seemed to intensify my pain at the approaching separation my mini was to be married that night from early morning noise and bustle had pervaded the house in the courtyard the canopy had to be slung on its bamboo poles the chandeliers with their tinkling sound must be hung in each room and veranda there was no end of hurry and excitement i was sitting in my study looking through the accounts when someone entered saluting respectfully and stood before me it was rahman the kabuliwala at first i did not recognize him he had no bag nor the long hair nor the same vigor that he used to have but he smiled and i knew him again when did you come rahman i asked him last evening he said i was released from jail the words struck harsh upon my ears i had never before talked to one who had been who had wounded his fellow and my heart shrank within itself when i realized this for i felt that the day would have been better omened had he not turned up there are ceremonies going on i said and i'm busy could you perhaps come another day at once he turned to go but as he reached the door he hesitated and said ming i not see the little one sir for a moment it was his belief that many was still the same he had pictured her running to him as she used calling oh kabuli wala kabuli wala he had imagined too that they would laugh and talk together just as the days of old in fact in memory of former days he had brought carefully wrapped in a paper a few almonds and raisins and grapes obtained somehow from a countryman for his own little fund was dispersed i said again there is a ceremony in the house and you will not be able to see anyone today the man's face fell he looked wistfully at me for a moment and then said good morning and went out i felt a little sorry and would have called him back but i found he was returning of his own accord he came close up to me holding out his offerings with the words i brought these few things sir for the little one will you give them to her i took them and was going to pay him but he caught my hand and said you are very kind sir keep me in your recollection do not offer me money you have a little girl i too have one like her in my own home i think of her and bring fruits to your child not to make a profit for myself saying this he put his hand inside his bag his big loose robe and brought out a small and dirty piece of paper with great care he unfolded this and smoothed it out 
with both hands on my table it bore the photograph not a drawing the impression of an ink smeared hand laid flat on the paper this touch of his own little daughter had been always on his heart and has yet come year after year to calcutta to sell his wares in the streets tears came to my eyes i forgot that he was poor kabuli fa- kabuli fruit seller while i was but no what was i more than he he was also a father that impression of the hand of his little parbati in her distant mountain home reminded me of my own little mini i sent for mini immediately from the inner apartment many difficulties were raised but i would not listen clad in the red silk of her wedding day and the sandal paste on her forehead and adorned as a young bride mini came and stood bashfully before me the kabuli wala looked a little staggered at the apparition he could not revive their old friendship at last he smiled and said little one are you going to your father-in-law's house but mini now understood the meaning of the word father-in-law and she could not reply to him as of old she flushed up at the question and stood before him with her bright like face turned down i remembered the day when the kabuli wala and my mini had first met and i felt sad when she had gone ramon heaved a deep sigh and sat down on the floor the idea had suddenly come to him that his daughter too must have grown in this long time and that he would have to make friends with her anew assuredly he would not find her as he used to know her and besides what might not have happened to her in these 8 years the marriage pipes sounded and the mild autumn sun streamed around us but ramun sat in the little calcutta lane and saw before him the barren mountains of afghanistan i took out a banknote and gave it to him saying go back to your daughter ramun in your own country and may the happiness of your meeting bring good fortune to my child having made this present i had to curtail some of the festivities i could not have the electric lights i had intended nor the military band and the ladies of the house were despondent at it but to me the wedding feast was all the more brighter for the thought that in a distant land a long lost father met again with his only child